this is a marathon and not to sprint. I think all of us want to get there so fast. We want to build our real estate empires really fast and do it in a year or two years. But one of the things Keith Cunningham recently said to me was take your foot off your own neck is what he said to me. He said, whether or not this, this activity that you're trying to do takes three months or 12 months, it doesn't really matter in the big scheme of things. Like stop pushing yourself so hard to get things done so quickly because the risk is you burn out and the risk is you, you have too many things going and you do them poorly. And so this is something I'm still learning, but it really is a marathon, not a sprint. And as much as I can just take that long view perspective and know that I'm making progress every single day, I don't have to do everything right now. Then I think that it, it leads to better imbalance in your life. This week's episode is sponsored by our course, Zero to Freedom. Zero to Freedom is a seven-week online course focused on helping physicians and high-income earners like you go from knowing little to nothing about real estate investing to confidently buying the cash-flowing rentals that will allow you to earn passive income and work in medicine or your day job on your terms. Our course is open for enrollment this year from July 25th to August 3rd. Don't miss out on the incredible opportunity to start your journey to reaching financial freedom. Have you ever dreamed of owning a vacation home? What if it could double as an investment property that makes you money and helps you save on taxes? Our new course, Accelerating Wealth Short-Term Rental Blueprint, will teach you how to purchase and set up your short-term rental the right way. Learn more about the course at semiretiredmd.com slash str hyphen course. Welcome to the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast, the place where we talk about the strategies, habits, and mindset that separate wealthy docs from those who are not. We're your hosts, Leiti and Kenji. Welcome to another episode of the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast. This week, Kenji and I are going to be answering a question we get from a lot of people, which is, how do we manage to do it all? So first of all, we do not. So Kenji and I think of ourselves kind of in an imbalance. And one of the ideas that we got from this book, the one thing that we read uh, several years ago is that imbalance is normal. And you go through different seasons of your life. And sometimes there are some things that take more of your energy and sometimes there are other things. And so that that the idea of balance or work-life balance isn't really real. There's always some element of imbalance. And the idea is to try to find the balance that you want or the imbalance that you want at that point in your life. Now, it's important to point out that from the outside looking in, right, when you look at somebody who has a really nice car, for example, you know, the perception is not the reality, right? It's like what you're perceiving from the outside looking in is not necessarily the case. And then in our case, it's it's the same thing, right? You know, you, you guys may look at us and say, wow, how are you doing it all? Well, you know, like Lady said, you know, we're not doing it all, right? And we're figuring it out. And it's always a process. We don't have everything figured out. We're here to share with you the things that we have figured out, the things that we're still kind of working on. But I, I do think this is kind of a, a thing that you work on your whole life is just being thoughtful and making choices that kind of are always moving you into the point that you want to be the right imbalance for you at that moment in that season. Yeah. And so a lot of you might be sitting there saying that, you know, you want to 
have it all figured out now. And that's not the way it works, right? For us, it's like we're, it's a constant process of improvement. And the joy has to be in that process of improvement as opposed to feeling like, oh, wow, finally everything's in balance. I've done it, I've achieved it. And so, you know, I think if you start from that place, you know, it can be frustrating to feel like, oh, everything is not the way it should be. Uh, but if you kind of expect that this is a process and you're going to keep getting better at it and you keep making those small improvements to eventually get to a point where, you know, you're doing as much as you want to do, right? Not you're doing it all. You're doing the, those things that you want to do, that you want to push forward and not get disappointed in yourself or frustrated with yourself that you're not having that balance or you're not doing the things that you're missing out on you know, uh, on maybe uh, time with your kids, or, you know, you want to have more time for vacation or more time for yourself. At the end of the day, you're not going to have that right now. And that's okay. So one of the things that we found useful over time is uh, Tony Robin does this exercise with you, where you lay out three circles, and one is you personally, one is your relationships, and one is work. And you're looking at kind of you draw the circles based on where you are right now, you know, how much time or energy or effort are you spending on you versus your work versus your relationships. And then you think about how you want the circles to look. And what you generally find is you don't have all the circles being the same size at different times, you want different circles to be different sizes. And then you work towards them once you know what you want. And so uh, I know that every time I've done this, I've said to myself, myself, I have to be bigger myself. So this is constantly an effort for me that I've been making over the last couple of years is to make myself bigger, but I haven't achieved the the right uh, amount for me yet, but it doesn't mean that I haven't improved it somewhat from where it was before. So like Kenji mentioned, this is not about judging yourself or beating yourself up. That's going to make the situation worse. Just know that this is constant work, constant reassessment, and you're just moving towards where you want to be over time. Now, let's talk about the mindset shift that you have to, I think, kind of take in place to manage to, quote unquote, do it all like we're trying to do. I think number one is you're going to have to hire, you're going to have to outsource. And so one of the really big things you're going to need to do is is think about the high value things that you personally need to do versus the things you're actually doing right now. And almost always what we found when we said, what is the highest value thing to do? It's always been have relationships, make relationships, spend time on relationships, the relationships, when, if you're a real estate investor, for example, the relationships that are going to find you the deals, those kind of activities really can't be handed off to anyone else. They have to be done by you. Yeah. And it's so easy to get in the habit of moving things around the desk, uh, as Keith Cunningham likes to say, uh, and ultimately moving things around your desk, kind of the busy work is not the highest value task. Uh, and just in the home, right? You know, maybe things like laundry or cleaning or cooking, even uh, those may not be the highest value tasks. And if you can find replacements for that, somebody to do that for you, uh, that's going to be better. The next part of the mindset shift, I think, is really thinking through what fills you versus drains you. Um, if you can identify the things that fill you up, these are probably the things that you also enjoy um, and that you're passionate about, and then maybe you're even good about, uh, good at. And so, if you can find those and focus on those rather than things that drain you, and and take those drain things that drain you and outsource them and spend the money on that, I think that's an, another way, uh, useful kind of mindset shift to have listening to to this podcast. 
finally spend the money on getting help. It's you guys have heard us mention who, not how that book by Dan Sullivan several times. If you've been listening to our podcast, well, it's the who's who help you achieve the things uh, that you don't want to do, or that maybe don't fill you up or are not the highest value for you personally to be doing. And so spend that money to free yourself. Yeah. And it may feel like a big step to spend that money. Uh, but as long as you are focusing on those high value tasks, it'll more than pay for itself. Yeah. I think a lot of people think about how much they cost per hour versus how much they can outsource something for per hour. And when you look at the numbers, maybe that'll help you realize that you do need to be outsourcing certain activities because the cost per hour for you to do it is just doesn't make sense financially. So we wanted to give you a sense of some of the who's who have made the biggest difference in freeing us up. Um, And potentially that'll give you some ideas of maybe where you want to start with um, helping yourself get a little bit more leverage and helping yourself be able to do more without you personally doing more. So the first one is an au pair or nanny, and we've we've had both. Uh, you know, we had an au pair in 2019 and 2020, uh, and there were a lot of things to like about the au pair program and having an au pair. Yeah. So some of the things we really liked about the program was the costs were lower. I mean, I did the math and I thought, you know, even when you added in like the cost of cell phone and food and boarding an au pair, it was really in the low 20,000 a year range where nannies tend to be like much higher, maybe 60, 70, $80,000 a year. And so I really uh, like that about the au pair program. You also really had the opportunity for our kids to learn about a different culture and be exposed to that and hear about different lifestyles, especially um, from our au pair from Colombia. So we had one from Japan, one from Colombia, uh, she was able to kind of talk to the kids about poverty and to talk about uh, some of the things she had gone through. I think um, having the flexibility of an au pair also is really great. They work up to 45 hours a week and you can really do a different schedule depending on what you need. And so we have a lot of friends who have au pairs that maybe their kids go to school and the au pairs are doing the mornings and the evenings. And then during the day, the au pair has it off. That's a really great opportunity to have that flexibility that maybe you don't get as much with a nanny. You know, what didn't work for the for us with the au pair program is they really have the limited ability to travel for any extensive period of time. They're not supposed to be out of the US for more than 30, 30 days at a time, which is challenging with our lifestyle. You know, they don't have au pair program in Puerto Rico, so we can't actually do it anymore. And then, um, you know, it's, it's sometimes there were additional responsibilities on, on us just because a lot of au pairs are in their teens or early 20s. You know, they need help in a new culture with driver's licenses, uh, registering for school. So there was a lot of activities that we were doing on top of our normal ones to help kind of help facilitate the au pair's life as well. Yeah. And there are some things that they can't do. Uh, now they can, for example, like cook for the kids, but they can't cook for the family as an example. Uh, and so that's where I think a nanny, uh, yeah, there's a lot of pros on the nanny side of things where, you know, you can hire somebody for, a certain expertise, like te- you know, teaching, uh, you can actually bring in somebody with the expectation that you know they're also going to contribute with cleaning and cooking, those types of things. It's just something that you put in their job description. So I think those are some positives. Now, some negatives with the nanny is uh, that they are going to be more expensive, and so that's probably the main issue with the nanny. But I would say that when we think about the nanny, yes, it's more expensive, but man, you get you can get a lot more 
uh, from that, you can put a lot more things into that job description. Uh, we talked about the limited travel with the au pair. And so with the nanny uh, in our current situation uh, and also our previous nanny, uh, we also incorporated that travel expectation that we're going to be traveling, you know, packing the kids' bags and and getting them ready and, and out the door and taking care of them on flights, for example, is another really big one. And and homeschooling them. That's so right. our nannies host, homeschool our kids. And to have a 20-year-old um, from a different country expectation mm-hmm. to homeschool the kids, it just didn't seem right. So I think that that's a large part of the reason we've moved to uh, nannies over time rather than no pairs. But I think both are really great examples of how you can get leverage. They are the highest cost of anything that we spend is on childcare, but boy, it's it's worth it um, in thinking how much it frees us to be able to do our work. We recently had a period where we had two and a half months without a stable nanny situation and the distraction and the amount of times we were pulled into things to do things that it just, it definitely didn't allow us to get a lot of other stuff done that we wanted to get done. The next major who in our lives is our executive assistants. And I think another way, if you're just starting out, is maybe a VA type position. These are the people that help us with everything you can imagine from you know, making doctor's appointments, paying bills, going through our traveling mailbox, you know, setting up our calendars, making um, flight arrangements, booking hotels, booking cars, coming up with activities for us to do in different locations. Pretty much anything. Anything, everything. And when we had um, a person, like a more of a personal assistant in Seattle area, when we lived there, they were also doing things like taking in our cars to get serviced, washing our cars, uh, taking in the dry cleaning, all those types of things too. That was massive. So I think there's a really big value to having person locally, if you are not traveling as much as we do to help you with some of those day-to-day activities that are, that take a lot of your time and you just don't even notice it. Yeah. And I know this is a question that we get a lot is that how much responsibility do you give them? You know, do you give them access, for example, to your bank accounts? Right. And so those are the, those are the things that, you know, over time, you know, you really have to kind of think about it. You got to develop that trust. uh, And, you know, I would say that again, you're not going to, solve all the problems and offload everything all at once. It's a, it's a process, right? And so uh, now having worked with the same executive assistant for over a year, you know, slowly transferring some of those tasks is a more sensitive task that, you know, I would have not have originally uh, assigned them to, but over time, you know, getting comfortable with them paying bills. And that's, you know, a big, big time suck, uh, at least for me, you know, I do a lot of that for us. And, uh, and that, Taking that off my plate has been a huge, huge help. But again, it did not start out that way. It was something that happened over time. Uh, the next one is a cleaner. So we do have a cleaner actually that comes with this apartment in uh, in Puerto Rico. They The owner pays for a cleaner to come every week, which is really, really nice. But previously we did have cleaners come every other week and uh, it's just invaluable in the amount of time it saves us. And just the way a clean house feels and how much it declutters your mind. I think this is one of the best dollars that we spend is spending on a cleaner. Yeah. The decluttering your mind, I think is actually huge for productivity. And so, you know, if you, if you're just kind of wondering about this one, uh, I think it can improve your productivity, which, which equates to dollars in my mind. This week's episode is sponsored by our course, Zero to Freedom. Zero to Freedom is a seven-week online course focused on helping physicians and high-income earners like you go from knowing little to nothing about real estate investing to confidently buying the cash-flowing rentals that will allow you to earn passive income and work in medicine or your day job on your terms. 
Our course is open for enrollment this year from July 25th to August 3rd. Don't miss out on the incredible opportunity to start your journey to reaching financial freedom. This episode is brought to you by Dan Peck of Caliber Home Loans. If you're an experienced investor, you'll know just how important it is to have a lender who knows how to work with investors. Now, we've been working with Dan and his team for over five years now, and he's our go-to whenever we need a residential loan for our investment properties. Now, if you're new to investing, you might not know this, but your lender can sometimes be the difference between getting a great deal or completely missing out on it because your lender couldn't close the deal. Now, I did want to point out that Dan can help you not only with your investment properties, but also if you're looking to buy a primary residence or a vacation home. So the next time you're looking for a residential lender, be sure to email Dan at semiretiredmd at caliberhomeloans.com to get a free consultation. The next one that we started doing probably a couple months before COVID, luckily, was grocery delivery. And uh, the amount of time that saves us per week is probably somewhere in the at least five five, six hours a week, just because thinking about multiple grocery runs every single week, one to like the smaller grocery and one to Costco. And so this is also best money spent. You know, obviously we, we get markups and we have to tip as well, but I think for the amount of time we don't spend in grocery stores and trying to get three little kids into a grocery store. Oh my gosh, (laughs) it is a process that starts like an hour before you even go anywhere. So I love grocery delivery. We have now lost that since we've been in Puerto Rico. Um, but boy, I'm actively looking for a way to figure that one out. Something we tried uh, that uh, we are still figuring out is a chef. And so uh, this uh, didn't work out great for us. I think uh, uh, it was it was great to have somebody come in. I think the problem with it was that we had a chef come in and prepare meals for four days. And so it was completely prepared already. So basically you were eating leftovers. Like, so the first day was great because you were eating something fresh, but the next three days was like leftovers. And so the problem with that was that it uh, wasted a lot of food because ultimately we didn't uh, sometimes eat the leftovers or didn't feel like it. Uh, and so that is, that, that was a problem. Now that doesn't mean like, you know, throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? This is not something you just kind of like say, okay, it didn't work. We're not going to do it again. No, we're definitely going to do it again. It's just a matter of figuring out how to do it better. I think if we were to do it better, one thing that I might do is have the chef do the prep, prep work for the meal, not actually cook the meal for like the second third and fourth days, that could be one solution where we actually do the final cooking, um, but they do the prep. Another potential solution is actually having a chef come in on, on several days of the week and cook a meal fresh that day. So I think that would solve the problem of kind of wasted food as well as not having that fresh food and and feeling like you're eating leftover. So, but I I thought that that was a huge, huge benefit. It's a huge weight off of your mind. I know um, because you know, you do a lot of the cooking for the whole family and I cook sometimes twice a day. So uh, that's two hours of my day, every single day. And not to mention the cleanup that you do, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, then unloading the dishwasher. So it's a whole bunch of time. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. probably saving us a total of three hours a day. If we had a chef coming in, I think one of the good things is we were able to pick our own recipes for them to do. Um, But I do think we ate a little bit less healthy over time. And Mm -hmm. so I, I don't know exactly how to fix that, but I think it would just have to 
try new recipes that are healthier and healthier. Um, and then I think, yeah, just eating four days a week of the same food, lunch and dinner was a lot. Like yeah. we just we got really sick of the food very, very quickly. But just like everything we say, right, it's constant, never ending improvement. So we'll continue to improve those processes, uh, make sure that we're eating healthy uh, and also make sure that we're eating fresh. Yeah. And, and having a chef was quite expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, I think compared to like a cleaner and grocery delivery, like those are much, you know, lower hanging fruit that I would hit way sooner than getting a chef to come in, at least personally. And then finally, you know, the thing that's really helped us is some things just don't get done. And these are the things that are less important. They get stuck in the corners and they just don't get done or, um, you know, and, and that's just the way it is. If it's not our priority and, and we had to let some things go, honestly, that maybe we used to do before. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of things. So we just told you some of the things that we've done in the past that uh, really helped us. There are some things we're working on too. And we wanted to outline a couple of those to give you guys some ideas as well. First thing that we've been working on for a while and we still haven't quite got down is doing thinking time twice a week. So this is a concept that comes from Keith Cunningham and it's basically just sitting down for 45 minutes with some good questions and a piece of paper and a pen and writing and thinking about the bigger things that actually move the needle, the 20% that makes the 80% difference. And, you know, building it into the schedule. And, and I can't tell you how many times I've been working on this, but we just, this was one of those ones that have definitely struggled with really making a habit. Yeah. I mean, you know, actually it is easy to kind of just like skip this one, right? But it is so important. And that's the reason why we need to make more time for this, because we know that this, just the thinking time can not only move the needle on things, but also avoid mistakes. Because that's what thinking time helps you do, I think, is really identify potential blind spots, things that you're missing, things that you're not seeing, uh, that that's going to help you avoid those problems. I do think we do pretty good thinking time when we're out walking together. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that we need to sit down and do separate thinking time at time uh, every single week, too. Another thing that we're going to try to do is get some help around the house. We used to have this, and it was incredible to have somebody who was just helping with the day-to-day, -day, the laundry unloading and loading the dishwasher uh, with our household and how large it is. That's like a two to three times a day type job. Packing and unpacking with how much we travel uh, takes a lot of time. And the clutter that sits around for days because we haven't gotten to unpack is pretty significant. Decluttering, going through the kids' closets, going through our pantries, like just organizing things. I, th I think all of that would really help us if we could get somebody to come in for a couple hours a week and just help us with some of those. Another one that we're working on is prioritizing ourselves and making sure we take care of ourselves first. And that includes exercising for both of us. And Kenji's gotten really good at this, but I have not. Um, <laughs> I still oftentimes will let other things get in the way that seem more urgent and I haven't prioritized myself. And that's just a matter of deciding it and actually doing it. Yeah. And that is exactly what I was going to say is that uh, ultimately what happened to me was that there was a just a day I just decided, I said, I'm going to you know, run every day or do some form of exercise. And, uh, and I've been pretty, you know, I've been consistent with that now for over a year. Uh, and that has completely transformed me, my body, my mental state. Uh, it's been really, really great. I, I, I wanted to emphasize this, uh, how important it is, because if you're going to show up well for your partner, for your kids, for, you know, at work, you know, at the end of the day, like you have to prioritize yourself. Uh, and, and it's so easy and so common for people to, put yourself last. 
And you really got to put yourself first. Yeah. And so every time I draw those three circles with Tony Robbins, like my tendency is to make myself a little bit bigger, but like keep those other things bigger. But ultimately I got to get to the point where I'm the biggest. Yes. And I right. uh, haven't figured out how to do that yet, but it needs to happen. Another thing that we're working on is cutting back at work. So uh, some of you know that we take Wednesdays off. Sometimes things do interfere with our Wednesdays off, and that's a choice that we make. But I think that both of us in our minds are working towards this two and a half to three days a week is what we want to work. And so this is a process of trying to figure out and get ourselves there over time. Again, not going to happen tomorrow. It would be, uh, I think if we did it tomorrow, it would, it would really affect our team and uh, not be fair, but I think that we're putting the systems and processes and infrastructure in place to make this a reality over the next year or so. Yeah. And to just kind of uh, share with you, like the things that I'm constantly thinking about is, you know, am I really working on, the most important thing? And is there somebody else who could be uh, doing this or at least take a big, a big chunk of it uh, off my plate? And so uh, one of the things that, that, that I do is I work on a lot of the content and content is, is absolutely critical. And I think it has to have our voice in it. Right. And so that's one of the things that is very hard for me to let go, but I know, I know, I know at the end of the day, content is something that I can and, and will hand off. And once I get to that point, uh, then it will free me up so much and getting to three days a week will seem very, very possible. Um, but again, it is that process of, and the first step I might just be changing my mindset on it, right? And working on that. And then then eventually getting to the point where I hire somebody to do that work, uh, take that off my plate. Or at least uh, some and, of it. And some of it, exactly. It doesn't the have to be all of it. Right. Or, you know, there's pieces of it, but it, you don't have to lose total touch with it, I think, to mm-hmm. do it well. I mean, I think part of it, it is also this next one, which is time blocking mm-hmm. and not doing so much task switching because part of what we do is we produce two podcasts like this a month. If we sat down and we did eight podcasts in one sitting, instead of going and doing one or two at a time, the amount of efficiency we would have with that. And then uh, the way that we're still producing that content, but now we're so much more efficient and it gets done faster. That can be another way, another solution, partial solution to this, uh, allowing us to not only outsource, but become more efficient ourselves. So um, those are the things we had for you was, uh, you know, thinking time, housekeeping help, prioritizing ourselves, cutting back at work and time blocking. So uh, those are the things that we're focusing on right now. So our top key concepts, takeaways that we wanted to take what you want to take away from this podcast is when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So my tendency has always been to say yes to everything and just pile things on and I'll figure out a way to get there. but. You got to realize when you say yes to something. So you say yes to real estate, you got to say no to something else. And maybe that's doing your laundry every day or every week, or maybe it's, you know, cleaning your own house, but you got to shift so that you don't do everything mediocre, but you're actually can, can focus on what's the priority and get it done really, really well. Um, so when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Yeah. And then for you, yeah, like we were talking about, it's oftentimes, you know, your personal care, right? And so making sure, sure that you're, you're doing things for yourself and that's what gets taken away. Yes. Uh, probably number one. <laughs> yes, that's, yeah. a, that's very true. And then number two is this is a marathon and not a sprint. I think all of us want to get there so fast. We want to build our real estate empires really fast and do it in a year or two years. 
But one of the things Keith Cunningham recently said to me was take your foot off your own neck is what he said to me. He said, whether or not this, this activity that you're trying to do takes three months or 12 months, it doesn't really matter in the big scheme of things. Like stop pushing yourself so hard to get things done so quickly because the risk is you burn out and the risk is you, you have too many things going and you do them poorly. And so this is something I'm still learning, but it really is a marathon, not a sprint. And as much as I can just take that long view perspective and know that I'm making progress every single day, I don't have to do everything right now. Then I think that it, it leads to better imbalance in your life. <laughs> yeah. And then just to emphasize that, you know, when you're, if you're really pushing yourself, it's not only burning yourself out, but you know, it's the burning out your team. If you have a team, right. Or, uh, or the impact, the negative impact on your family. And so uh, at the end of the day, like Keith says, you know, whether it takes three months or 12 months, you know, it's fine, right. You'll get there. You got to enjoy that journey. Right. And it's not just about the destination. So uh, obviously that's uh pretty trite, but you know, that I think it's so true is that you got to enjoy the process and you're not going to enjoy the process if you're just, you know, running, running, running and sprinting, you know, but if you kind of take your time and kind of enjoy, enjoy the process, you know, it's going to be such a better experience and you will get there. Yeah. And so we wanted to reiterate one more thing, which Mm -hmm. is do not beat yourself up along the way. You are going to decrease your energy. You're going to show up worse if you do that and you won't get the results that you want. And also it's going to make you suffer along the way and you are not going to be perfect at this. It is a process. We have been working on this for years and we're still not there and we may never be there. Honestly, we may because things will always come up. So I guess we should just accept we're never going to be there. We're never going to have this ideal situation that we want, but boy, we'll keep getting closer and closer to ideal over time. And the key is to make progress, make progress, measure and see that you're making progress, celebrate that you're making progress and just make that 1% change per day as, as James Clear says in Atomic Habits, which is a really great book. Okay. Well, hopefully this gave you some ideas about how you might be able to offload some work and be able to do more with by doing less. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please go and subscribe and give us a five-star review and consider joining one of our communities like semi-retired physicians where we're having these types of conversations and just an amazing community of people helping each other figure out how to try to do it all. Have a nice week. The Doctors Building Wealth podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, tax, medical, or psychological services or advice. You are responsible for your own financial, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, decisions, choices, actions, and results. You should contact a professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.